happy sixth birthday, Connect Church. How great is this? Six years together. You know, I want to remind you guys that you have not come to a party this morning. You are having a party this morning. And there's a difference between those two. See, when you come to a party or you go to a party, then it's somebody else's special day. You have to honor them. You bring them gifts. It's all about them. But when you have a party, it is your special day. You are the person of honor. People bring you gifts and they celebrate you. And we want you to understand that today is your celebration day. This is our anniversary together. This is not just me. This is not just Amber. This is not just the staff or the original Connect launch team. This is absolutely everybody's day, including those of you that are here for the very first time. And like my wife mentioned to you, we're actually going to be celebrating the 313 Sundays that we've had together as Connect Church by giving you gifts in honor of this special day. Hashtag reverse birthday, all right? These last six years have been pretty exciting, haven't they? I mean, there has been a lot that happens, but in truth, our story as a church goes back further than just six years. It was 2014, Amber and I came to Canada for the very first time on a ski trip. And when we left a week later, we were convinced that God was telling us to sell everything we owned in Central Florida and to move to Calgary in order to start a new church. In 2015, we finally landed here in the city, and I got to tell you, when we showed up that first day in July, Connect Church consisted of Amber, myself, and two dogs. Like, that was it, okay? There was a period where we were prepared to let the pups actually run Connect Kids, okay? They would have been fine. They would have been fine, but we were like, we don't know if anybody else is even going to join the church, and so if we, if we have to, we'll do whatever we need to, all right? And then, of course, for the next year, we told absolutely everybody we met in the city about this vision of a church that would help everyone discover life overflowing in Jesus. And in uh, September 11th, 2016, exactly six years ago to the day, you guys, Connect Church began its first service with 46 launch team members serving 186 people in attendance. You guys, it was absolutely incredible, and we thank God for the blessing of six years, and we look forward to the blessings of many, many more to come. Now, who do we have to thank for this amazing church? The answer is not Dan and Amber Sueza. Like with all due respect to the overseers that I paid to, you know, pump us up and tell you how awesome we are, you, you actually, we are not the heroes of this story, okay? And we don't have to thank the dream team or the launch team, those people that served at that first Sunday or the 50 or so volunteers that serve every single Sunday to make church happen here week in and week out. They're incredible. And we celebrate and honor you guys. But the truth is you don't get the credit for what has happened at Connect Church either. The one who deserves all the glory, the one who deserves every bit of honor and praise and credit for the things that have happened is spelled out in 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse 3. We're going to put this here on the screen. This is what the scripture says. All honor to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is his boundless mercy that has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. And so because of that, we now live in the hope of eternal life because of him. Hey, can we make some noise and show some gratitude to the Father, to the Son, and to the Spirit? 
for the gift of adopting us into his family and giving us this spiritual home. You know, Connect Church really is a blessing. I mean that. In fact, if you pay close attention to the verse on the screen, you'll see that the Apostle Paul calls the church, the family of God, he calls it a great gift because God gave it to us. You give gifts. So the scripture says that we have been given the unspeakable privilege of being included in the church, in God's family. So it is an amazing gift, and it's a wonderful privilege to be a part of something like this. Do you realize that? Church is a gift. It really is. Arguably, church is the best gift that you have ever been given, spiritually speaking. You might not think of church as a gift, and if I'm honest, there were plenty of Sundays where we had to wake up at 5 a.m., roll into the Cross Iron Mills Cineplex, and set up and tear down in minus 40 degree weather that church didn't really feel like a gift, okay? (laughs) There have been seasons in my life in the past, never at Connect or anything, where the services were just so dry and boring that it didn't really feel like much of a gift to me. But all joking aside, church changed my life. Church has changed my life. It really has. Short of the gift of salvation, church is the best spiritual present that I've ever received. And I know many of you that are here today feel the exact same way. That's why you get excited. That's why you shout. That's why you show up week after week. I also know that there are some of you that are here, and maybe this is your first time ever in church, and we're glad you're here, and you might wonder, why are these people so hyped up about a Sunday service? I don't get what would be so exciting or life-changing about this. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to basically paint you a love letter to the church. This is my love letter to you, but in reality, it's a love letter to the church at large. It's a reminder of what a gift and blessing the church really is to each of us. And I want to start by highlighting a simple truth that will actually, it has the potential to change the way that you see church. In fact, those people that are all hyped and excited about church and they've like committed four Sundays a month and all that, the difference between them and many others is that they understand this one simple truth. Let's put it here on the screen. Church is not an event I go to. It is a family I belong to. You heard Amber say that a moment ago. We didn't plan that, okay? We didn't, I didn't even know that we were recognizing her today. The, the staff handles that, and we didn't ask her to say anything about family, but you heard there, she wrote, church is like having a second family. She gets it. That's why she's on the dream team and serving like crazy. Church is not an event I go to. It is a family I belong to. My friends, for as long as you view church simply as like something that you come and sit and observe for one hour every seven days, then it's always going to be a bit, eh, okay, it's cool, I guess. I get it. I mean, it's fun. Uh, Some Sundays are better than others, but whatever. But once you start to see church as something that is bigger and better than the Sunday service, when you start to realize that church is a spiritual family that is there for you often when all other family and friends cannot be, then you start to realize what an incredible blessing church actually is to us. So why would I say it's such a gift? Why would I say like this is the best spiritual gift you've been given here on earth? aside from your salvation. Well, I want to give you four reasons today, okay? They're all very simple and straightforward. And the first one is this, the family is eternal. See, church is a family. It's not an event. It's not an organization. And this family is eternal. Now, our church is turning six years old today. 
which doesn't really qualify as eternal. I understand that. We're babies in comparison to a whole lot of other churches in this city and around the world. But when I say that the church is eternal, I'm not talking about the organization, and I'm not talking about any individual church like Connect. I am talking about the global church that has existed for two millennia. I'm talking about the church as it exists in relationships, as we are all brothers and sisters in Jesus. These spiritual relationships, the fact that you and I are brothers and sisters in Christ, those relationships are deeper and they are more lasting than any other relationship on planet earth. They really are. Have you ever had a family member move away? Oh, it's sad, isn't it? Like you miss them deeply. I was the family member that moved away. All my family's still in Texas and I'm way up here, right? And it's hard to be separated from family, but that's just a reality. Sometimes family, they move away. Have you ever had a friend that you lost touch with or ghosted you? No, that would never happen to you. I get it, all right? I mean, I have friends from my past and like I miss them so dearly, you guys. It's just really like, oh, it's so hard to be separated. We were so close in high school and college and now we've drifted apart. And over time, the relationships in our life, they tend to wane and unfortunately, the vast majority of them. Nearly every relationship that we're going to have is going to come to an end in one way, shape, or another. And that, that knowledge, it can keep us feeling isolated and disconnected and certainly lonely. But the church exists as a stable community. When every other relationship tends to fade, when people move away, when you post something on Facebook and it ticks off one of your cousins so they never speak to you again, church is that stable community when uh, the stability isn't always there in your other relationships. I mean, think about everything that's happened over the last six years, like everything that's happened, even just over the last couple years, and having a church community has been so huge. So huge. They've done studies on this and they've shown that during the pandemic, people that had a church community that they stayed connected with, even if it was only online, they tended to handle things a little bit better. Why? Because church is a gift. And even more than that, you guys, church is a family that will last forever. Do you realize church is the only family that will last forever? Um, the, the, The only people that are going to be in heaven someday, okay, the only ones that will be there are the ones who are a part of the family of God, the church of Christ, right? And that means that everybody you see in heaven is a part of this spiritual family that you have here on earth. It is an eternal family that you can never lose, that will never walk away and abandon you, that won't move away and leave you on your own. The church is this incredible gift from God because it is the only family that's actually eternal. Second, the family is global. The family's global. It's, it's eternal, yes, but it's also global. So let me give you a little behind-the-scenes info. Every single week at Connect Church, we have first-time guests. Thank you for inviting your friends and family. We're so glad you're here, particularly, again, if you're visiting for the first time today. And um, what happens after somebody visits for the first time and they fill out a card is that Pastor Kyle will contact them during the week. He'll send them a text message, and uh, he'll say to them, hey, thanks for joining us this week, and he asks, how was your experience? It's a chance for people to say, I hate it. Don't contact me again. Doesn't really 
really happen much, but you know, whatever, we give them the chance anyway. But people will often respond and they will tell us what they loved about the services. They might just be impolite, but that's okay. They were thinking about it, right? So let me show you a text message that we received from a first-time visitor this last week. Kyle said, hey, this is Kyle from Connect Church. I just wanted to personally thank you for joining us on Sunday. How was your experience? And the person said, hi, Kyle, I had a great time at church yesterday. Absolutely loved the diversity. And then they talked about how amazing the kids program is too, because it is. But I highlighted the fact that this person said, I love the diversity. Why? Because me too, sister. I love the diversity at our church, okay? The truth is this, my earthly family looks a lot like me. We're all kind of the same. We're all short. We're all American. We all like the Dallas Cowboys. We're all like subtly handsome. You know, it's not in a way that's like in your face. But it's definitely there. I mean, people notice, okay? But what I love about Connect Church and the church in general is that it's full of people who are not exactly like me. It's full of people that come from different backgrounds and speak different languages and they have different skin tones and they have different preferences and all of these different things. I think that's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. We do not serve the God of middle-class white Canadians. We serve the God of all humanity and that is reflected in Connect Church. It is one of my greatest joys to see so many people from so many different backgrounds that are here week in and week out. We need this global family. We need people from different cultures and different parts of the world to give us their gifts and perspectives. This global mix of people truly is a privilege. And when I use that word global, you guys, I don't mean it only in the ethnically diverse sense. I mean it in every kind of diversity, okay? The church is full of older people and younger people, and we need both. The church is full of wealthy people and not so wealthy people. And you know what? There is a seat at the table for all of you. The church is full of people that have squeaky clean criminal records, and the church is full of people on parole. Turn to your neighbor and check for an ankle monitor, all right? If you see one, remind them they're free in Jesus. The church is a place in which men and women can thrive. We are a global body. Every single person on the planet is welcome here, including you. How incredibly special is that? The church is a gift because it's eternal. It's going to last forever. The church is a gift. It's not just people like us. It's all of these different people that are gathered together, bringing their diversity and finding strength in that diversity. Third. So the church is eternal, it's global. Third, the church is powerful. The church is powerful. Do you guys realize this? In Matthew chapter number 16, verse 18, Jesus says, I will build my church and even the powers of hell will not be able to conquer it. What's up, man? Sometimes it can feel like the church is getting more and more marginalized and like its influence and respect for the church is kind of waning in society with each day that passes. But hear me now, the church of Jesus has been around for 2000 years. And it's going to be around for any number of years to come until Christ returns. The church ain't going nowhere, all right? We've talked about this before, but the family of God, the church, the global church, is experiencing one of its most rapid seasons of growth in its history. Now, I know some of you are like, no, that's not what I've been told. I've been told that the church is shrinking. Oh, so sad. Nobody wants to be a part of your organization anymore, guys. (laughs) You used to be big, 
But now you're just pathetic. You're dying. You're holding on. But, you know, the world knows that you guys are just slowly you're going to fade out and boop, there'll be no more church. It's not true. Do you know there are more than 200 nations on earth? In 20 nations on earth, the growth or the population of the church is shrinking in relation to the population at large. 20 countries. We happen to live in one of them. That's why we hear the narratives that we do. But hear me now, that leaves more than 90% of the countries on earth in which the church is growing at a faster rate than the population. Isn't that wild? Check this out. Here's an interesting statistic. In Thailand, for every 100 babies that are born, there are 103 people added to the church every year. That means more people are coming into the church. They're being born again than being born in the first place. And so you've been told that the church is dying. You've been told that the church is weak. You've been told that the church is ineffective. But what you come to realize when you actually look at the data is that it's not the church is shrinking. The church is growing. We're just looking in the wrong places. The church has found its home, its seat, its kind of core in the north and the west for a couple of thousand years. But you know what? It's shifting and it's changing. And now the church is finding its seat in the global south and the global east in africa and in asia and you know what if we believe the church is global that's a good thing the church is powerful don't buy into the lie don't don't buy the false narrative that the church is struggling and weak and boy if you join the church now you're getting in at the wrong time if you could have been born 400 years ago that would have been a great time no the church marches on Hear me, I'm telling you guys, countries will be conquered, businesses will go out of, of business, marriages will fail, times will change, but the very gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus. The family is powerful. Why do I say it's a gift? Because it's an organization that has survived pandemics and persecution and wars and economic collapses and any number of other horrible sets of circumstances. Don't you want to be attached to a group that's that strong, that's that powerful, that has this promise from Jesus? I know that I certainly do. So when we talk about the church being a gift, we talk about the fact that it's eternal. This family is never going to end. We talk about the fact that it's global. It's full of people with different perspectives from all over the world, and that's a beautiful thing. We talk about the fact that it is powerful, that Jesus has anointed it. He has given it a task, and they cannot fail at that task. Woo, that's enough in and of itself. But I've got one more for you. The family is also helpful. Family's helpful. So it's eternal, it's global, it's powerful, but the family is helpful. Do you realize the church is the greatest force for good that has ever existed on planet Earth? It's true, it really is. The church is the greatest force for good that has ever existed on Earth. Did you know the Christian church invented the hospital, the orphanage, the old age retirement home, the food bank, the university? Google it. I'm serious. The church is responsible for all of these things and many, many more. There are 2.2 billion Christians on planet Earth. That's more than the population of China and India combined, or it's about the same anyway, right? So there are double the number of Christians as there are the most populous country on Earth. That force is big enough to attack humanity's greatest problems. In fact, it's been argued the church is the only organization on planet Earth that is large enough and distributed enough around the world to actually address humanity's biggest issues. The church 
is helpful. We have the ability to make a difference. In fact, the church has always been a part of the efforts to relieve, uh, relieve and alleviate suffering around the world. But hear me, it's not just the global family that's helpful. Connect Church in particular has been committed from day one to making a difference right here in our city. You guys have heard us talk over and over and over again about the park that we built in Evanston because we're dang proud of that thing, man. There was like not a park. It was just an empty field. And then we turned it into a place that people who are Christians and non-Christians and atheists and everything else in between, they can all join. We want to serve. We want to be a blessing. This has been a part of our history. You don't always hear these stories, but we have been active and feeding the homeless, man. We were down at the drop-in center just last week in um, Lori Fuller's Connect Group, and we had an amazing time serving people that, that are underprivileged here in the city. We've helped single mothers when they didn't have anything, and their family put them out because of their situation. We've been there for them. Hey, last year, this little church gave away more than $100,000 to charitable and kingdom causes around planet Earth. By the way, there's only seven more weeks until Crazy Faith 2.0. You guys don't even know. We are getting ready for that. It's going to be incredible. The point is this. The family is helpful. The family is helpful. You, people often think about the church's taking, but the reality is the church gives and gives and gives. We just don't make a big spectacle out of it. Well, we did last year, but when we make a big spectacle out of it, people are like, how dare you make a spectacle out of it? It's like we can't win. doesn't matter. We've been helpful the whole time, all right? The church is helpful. But you know, the church can be helpful to you as an individual as well. The church can be helpful to you as an individual. And what I mean, and I want to give you three specific ways the church can specifically, specifically serve and bless you and your family. First, the church helps me to focus on God. The church helps me to focus on God. This is what we do. I mean, I think deep down, we all have this desire to know God, whoever that might be, and to walk with him as close as we possibly can. But if we leave it up to our good intentions, if we're just like, yeah, I want to get closer to God, and I'm sure I'll get around to it someday, we won't. That's just how life goes. Life is busy. Life is hard. And it's very easy to put our focus on everything else in the world besides on God. So church becomes this weekly, regular influence on us to say, hey, keep the main thing the main thing. Don't let your problems take up your vision. Don't let yourself forget that God is bigger than any circumstance or situation you might face. And don't let yourself forget that God is the author of every good gift that comes your way as well. Church helps me to focus on God when I have a tendency not to focus on God as much as I should. This is why Sunday services are so incredibly important here. This is why we challenge you guys to be here week in and week out. We do our best to put on a good experience for you and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately what it comes down to is we need to be reminded that our focus should be on God. Because every six days, every one of us lets our mind wander, lets our attention and focus drift. We pull God off the throne and we put a relationship on the throne. We take God off the throne and we put money on the throne or our lack of money on the throne. We take God off the throne and we put our own opinions on the throne. We just have this tendency for our focus to wander, for our attention to shift. And we as people need the church to remind us, hey, keep God in the first place in your life and everything else will fall into place. So the church helps me to focus on God, but also the church helps me to focus 
uh, to face, rather, on my problems. Not to focus on my problems. No, no. To face my problems. The church helps me to face my problems. Now, um, as depressing as this thought might be, and it is a little depressing, okay, uh, life is nothing more than a series of issues and problems and difficulties that need to be dealt with. I mean, that's just what it is, okay? Either you're coming out of a problem, you're in the middle of a problem, or you're about to go into a new problem. That's just the way of things, and there's no sense in pretending that life isn't that way. But church reminds us that we don't have to face those problems on our own. We have a spiritual family that is there to help us face our problems. Not just face them, acknowledge them, and say, yeah, good luck. I hope you find a solution. But to actually help us overcome our problems. Do you know the the book of Galatians says the purpose of the church, the way that Christians are supposed to relate to one another, is to bear one another's burdens, to to help each of us carry the issues and problems so that nobody is left behind, so that nobody feels like Atlas with the weight of the world on their shoulders. Church, the family of God, helps me to face my problems. I had to experience this this week. So this week has been a really hard week, you guys, for Amber and I. It's been a tough one, all right? And for a bunch of different reasons. And on Friday night, I came up here at seven o'clock and I sat down and I played games with my connect group, board games, Cards Against Humanity, Family edition, just to be clear, all right? (laughs) Just so you know, the most vulgar word said was poo-poo. Anyway. (laughs) You know what? I didn't come and I didn't share. I didn't tell man, this happened and then this is happening. And I, I didn't share all that with my group. But you know what? I got to put all of that stuff aside and I got to laugh. And I got to focus on the fact that I'm a part of a family And if I really felt like in the moment I needed to, I could have looked over at Kyle or Loretta or Lincoln or um, anybody else that was there. I'm forgetting, but, you know, it's just, you know, in the moment, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, for the other people, David Roman was there. I'm looking at the people that are there, and I could have said to them, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Could you pray for me? I wasn't able or ready to do that in the moment, but they were there for me. I can say that just showing up to a connect group lifted my mood, and it helped me. And the weekend got harder than the weekdays, but I can tell you it was easier to face this weekend because of what I experienced with my connect group. Why? Because the church helps me to face my problems. It helps me to keep them in proper perspective. It reminds me that I'm not alone, and I'm not carrying the weight of all of this by myself. Last thing I'll say. Church helps me focus on God, helps me face my problems. The church helps me to find my purpose. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this today because next week we're going to continue this series and we're going to talk about the gift of identity that God has given to us, the gift of identity. And then the final week of this series is going to be uh, a discussion around the gift of purpose. So we're going to talk a lot about finding purpose in a couple of weeks and how God helps us to do it. But I'll just say this today. You were put here on earth for more, for a more important reason than just making money or getting a little blue check mark beside your social media handle. You were put here for even more of a purpose than leaving the world a better place than you found it. All of that is fine. It's good. It's important. I hope you can get and accomplish all of that. But the church is the only organization on planet Earth that can help you to discover your true purpose and then to make a difference here on Earth. It really is. Your purpose is bigger than the goals you pursue. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Don't miss that discussion. But hear me. God gives us an eternal purpose, a purpose that transcends our culture, a purpose that transcends our job, a purpose that transcends our family situations and current circumstances. He gives us this incredible reason for being. 
And the church is literally the only organization on planet Earth that can help you discover what that purpose actually is. This is why people serve on the dream team here. It is. The dream team is not the eternal purpose of God in your life. I just want to be clear. God didn't put you here to serve us, all right? But once you know what your eternal purpose is, the dream team becomes the easiest way week in and week out to help fulfill it. It's not the only way, but it's the easiest. It's the most convenient, and that's why people do it. So the church, you guys, it is this wonderful gift. It's a family that we belong to instead of an event that we go to. It's a family that's eternal, global, powerful, helpful. It's a, it's a family that helps me face my problems. It's a family that helps me focus on God, find my purpose. It is an unspeakable gift that God has given us one another. So what should we do in response? How should we handle this new information or this realization? I think we should go back to what 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse 3 told us. Can we jump back and put that on the screen? That first verse, because of what God has given us in each other, we should give glory to him. We should give glory to him. Like we should say, thank you, God. This church has been there when I needed them. There's not a single person here that can say, yeah, when I need to connect, they, they weren't there for me. I promise you, we have done everything we can to be there for everyone we can. And we let some people down, I'm sure we have. But we have tried and tried and tried the very best of our ability. We have been there for you guys when you needed us because that's what family does. So we should give honor and thanks and glory to God for that. And then we should live in light of the gift. So that's what he's saying. We now live in the hope of eternal life. We live as a part of this eternal family. We have been saved. We have been brought together. We have been unleashed to make a difference in the world. What a tragedy it would be on your birthday for your parents or your husband or your wife to wrap up this beautiful present, spend all this effort searching for the right gift, buying it, wrapping it putting it there on the table you open it up and you're like wow this is thank you this is a good gift I like this and then you put it in a drawer and forget all about it that's what too many of us do with this beautiful gift of church it's like yeah I, I see the value I see the benefit but then we kind of put it away and we get to it when we can so my challenge for you is if you come to recognize what an amazing gift church is then like take advantage of the gift like be here on Sundays consistently like show up week in and week out hey i'll even speak to those of you guys that are joining us online many of you have gotten into the habit during the pandemic of staying home watching through your screen and i'm glad we're able to provide this resource to you when you're sick or you're traveling but we don't do these live streams so that you can sit at home in your pjs okay we do them for a different purpose and if you've been hanging out you've gotten into the habit of just doing online church and online community can i say it is no substitute for the real thing. It is no substitute for what you get here in the room. So I'm inviting you back. I'm saying show up. Nothing would make me happier than to see many of you next Sunday morning at either 9.30 or 11 a.m. And then to those of you in the room, I wanna challenge you to keep taking your steps closer to the church, like serving, getting involved, contributing, whatever it might look like to you to recognize the beautiful gift that the church is to you, to us and to the rest of the world.